Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, Episode 11, Amber Barron. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. If you care about missions, this is the place for you. Whether you're actively involved in ministry and missions, are considering missions, or serve God in the marketplace with a heart for God's kingdom, you're in the right place. Join us each week for inspiration, encouragement, resources, and so much more as we delight in the things that God is doing all around the world. All right, let's get started. I'm really happy to have Amber Barron on the line with me today. Amber is the founder of Freedom's Promise, a Nashville-based organization that fights to prevent human trafficking using community development programs. They partner with indigenous groups in Cambodia to provide individualized plans for community development. Their focused plans often include envelopments elements such as spiritual development, skills training, education, family strengthening, and the creation of what they refer to as safe zones. Okay, Amber, I've given a little introduction. Now why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and your ministry. We want to get to know you personally. Sounds good. Um, I'm Amber Barron, and about 70 years ago, um, I was working for a commercial real estate firm, and God, out of, out of nowhere, called me to human trafficking and specifically to Cambodia. And at the time, um, my husband had been in Nashville for four years, and we didn't have children. And so it was, it was kind of out of the blue, but we, uh, we just stepped into it, and it was, it's been an exciting journey. I had not been overseas. I had not been on a mission trip. I had no idea how to run a um, but that's what's great. Oftentimes when God calls us to something, we're not equipped for it. Um, but he is, and, and he gives us the skills and the, the tools we need to succeed. And then he gets all the glory, which is wonderful. So that's how we got started. And um, very early on, I, I had a heart for prevention of trafficking. Um, when I first, you know, when he first called me to this, I really didn't know that trafficking existed. I was not passionate about going out into the world and changing anything, uh, but since then, he's really given me a heart for prevention, specifically. Uh, we're not wanting to go out and, and pull girls out of brothels or rescue girls as much as we want to really work hard to prevent uh, the children from ever being trafficked in the first place, and that's really the heart of Freedom's Promise is to strike at those roots of tra- trafficking, and that's where we got started. Well, thanks, Amber. Now that we know you a little, can you share with us a scripture or a motivational quote that's really meaningful to you, and then share with us how that scripture or quote has really shaped your behavior? Absolutely. I've, I've actually got two. Um, the, the scripture verse that is really at the heart of Freedom's Promise, James one twenty seven, and that says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows and their 
stress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And that just really struck a chord with me uh, when when God's saying that, that this is religion that he finds pure I feel like we need to pay attention. And so, you know, at first we started for his promise. We didn't realize we were working with widows and orphans. And I was a little concerned wondering why he gave me that verse. What we can't realize is that so many of the Cambodian people operate that way. Um, the men are oftentimes the problem. They, they don't provide for their families. And so the kids are orphans and the women have to act as widows in a lot of ways. And so this really has become the heart of who we're working with, um, even though it didn't seem that way when we first started. Uh, so that's a scripture verse that's really been at our heart. Another quote that's been really profound to me and that God gave me more recently is by Henry Thoreau. It says, for every thousand hacking at the branches of evil, there is one strike at the root. And this has been really important to me because I think there's a lot of organizations out there that, that work at symptoms. And that's, and that's not said critically because it's important. You've got to address the people that are wounded and hurt. Um, but you've also got to stop and, and figure out why people are getting hurt in the first place and, and go after that. And so this quote really impacted me because that's the heart of who we are. We want to strike at those roots of, that cause trafficking. We want to know what those are and we want to, we want to identify them and we want to create solutions for how we can, you know, stop this from ever happening, children from ever being hurt. And so those are the two that that are really um, at the core and the heart of Freedom's Promise. Well, that's great, Amber. And I appreciate that you shared with us a little bit about the foundation behind the organization and kind of what's fueling your passion for this. Now, as we move to the next section, we know that not everybody's life is just easy and happy. In fact, your ministry deals specifically with some people that are having some very specific challenges. As we get started, we'd like to hear about a time in your journey when you encountered a significant challenge or a failure. Share that story of when God really came through. That's a wonderful question. We've actually had that come um, come up for us in the last year. Uh, we we found that a lot of nonprofits struggle with their founders uh, or their leaders burning out after about five years, and a lot of organizations will lose their leaders. And I was definitely hitting burnout. Um, I really struggle with delegation, and so I was taking on a lot myself instead of um, empowering the board to do more. And they saw that and suggested a six-month sabbatical. And it was an amazing blessing for myself and for my uh, family and for Freedom's Promise. And I think, you know, what's interesting is when Freedom's Promise started, I've always been very passionate about this is the Lord's organization. He's the one that called me to this and I'm a steward of it. And and I've really fought hard for that, that no one ever you know, gets out there. But this was an opportunity. I think the Lord was testing me to say, you know, is this truly mine? Do you believe that? And are you willing to relinquish control? And, uh, and I was, thankfully, the board wanted me to take a six-month sabbatical and take a time of rest. And they stepped up uh, with passion. You know, they took over all of my roles. They gave me that time and they really worked hard not to, you know, bother me. Cause when you've been running it for five years, you know, you know, most of what's going on. And it was just, it was a beautiful time. And, um, and what's great is when I came back from the sabbatical, you know, we were still in this fragile place because they had been building this new foundation and there was, you know, some new culture that had developed because I wasn't there any, at that time. And if I had stepped back in and taken over again, I think we would have lost something very precious. And so the Lord gave me the sensitivity to, instead of coming back as the executive director, to come back 
board member. And it's been, it's been truly remarkable because it, it's been a challenge and, and it was hard and you have, you know, human emotion that's, that's at play on a lot of, you know, several different people involved. And it's been beautiful because the, the board is transitioned and it's growing and there's new life there. And I get to now sit back and be a visionary again, instead of doing all the details and the day-to-day work, which I can do, but it's not, you know, my skill set or my passion. I now get to sit back and, and cast that big vision and come up with big hairy goals that I love and, you know, how can we make our projects better and how can we do a better job of, you know, meeting our goals and, and measuring things and all the things that I'm passionate about. And so it's been a beautiful time and, and I'm just very blessed that I work with such wonderful people and that we all have a heart for following the Lord. That is truly an amazing story uh, to hear about the be- ability to transition from being a founder-led organization to using someone else in that role is, I think, a difficult transition for any organization, but especially for a nonprofit. Uh, With that, we're going to go ahead and move to the other end of the spectrum. Just like we all have challenges, there are also those moments of revelation. So share with us a time in your journey when that happened. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps that you took to take what God showed you and run with it. I think the aha moment for me was when he called me called me to do Freedom's Promise. I mean, I was I was married, um, but my greatest goals in life, I wanted to be a stay-at-home wife and mom. I wanted to, I was very passionate about being home and raising my children. And, you know, for, for me to be sitting at work one morning and I read an article about a Cambodian woman who'd been sold into a brothel and years later had escaped and gone to France and recovered and she built up an organization, came back to Cambodia and started rescuing girls. And I get to the end of this article and it's the second time in my life where I've had this audible from God where he was saying, this is what I want you to do and this is where I want you to start. And I think to my benefit, I'm not afraid to fail and I'm not afraid to try big things. Um, Whereas a lot of people I think would be. And so, you know, I sat back in my chair and I said, are you really calling me to this? And I prayed about it for a week and I shared it with my husband and, you know, to his credit, I, I get a lot of these big brainstorms and big, big ideas quite often and, and they don't always amount to anything. And I'm okay with that because I don't, you know, not everything's meant to, to be. I think as a visionary, you know, you get lots of big ideas, um, but this wasn't my idea. I did not know trafficking existed. I had no passion or drive to go out and change the world. This was not on my radar or my agenda. And that's what I love about this and how I knew it was from the Lord. Um, and so this was an aha moment for me of just having a calling presented and was I willing to step out in faith and do it or not? And I just, you know, looking back over the years, I can't imagine not having taken this step because it's been, it's been a very hard journey. I've had a lot to learn. It's been, it's been a huge learning curve, but it's been an amazing blessing and a joy to be a part of something so big and, um, and to be a steward of it and to be trusted with it by the Lord has just been absolutely amazing. Okay, Amber. Now we've heard one of the, well, actually two things that have really been inspiring to you. We've heard about a challenge and also about a, a great success and a, you know, what God has really done to show you what, what you should be doing. Now let's move to the present day. We'd like to hear about what's going on in your ministry. What's one thing that's really exciting you right now or maybe one thing that you see coming in the future? Yeah, there's actually a couple things. Uh, I think what I'm most excited about right now is is the way the board is forming. Um, we're bringing on a lot of new board members right now, and there there are some really great 
God opportunities that have been happening, like God connections. And he is, um, he is really building up a board that is going to be a powerhouse for shepherding, you know, us into the next phase. Cause you know, we've been, we took several years to work on due diligence. We've been, you know, we took several years to get projects up and running and build a, a foundation that was strong. And I feel like now we're moving into this season where now we get to really refine what we're doing and we've got people that are passionate about it and are excited about it and they want to go out and share the mission and, and help it come to fruition. And so it's just a really exciting time for us. I think, you know, what we're going to be focused on next is metrics. We had you know, I, I think in anything, you've got to measure what you're doing. But when you're working in prevention, you know, I was thinking this was going to be like a 10 years out before we were going to really know if what we were doing was impactful. You know, our first project hit the ground in 2010, and we are already seeing some drastic change. In the communities that we're working, we're seeing less than 10% trafficking, whereas everywhere else that we're not working, they're seeing like you know, 80, 80 plus percent trafficking. So, you know, the areas where we're working, we've already seen a tremendous decrease in, in the risk there to the, the people in those communities. Um, but I still don't have the really great numbers that I want to see so that I know, hey, we went into this community, we pulled the community, this is, you know, the metrics of this community. And now because we've set up a program and we've created this safe zone, you know, we're wholesomely changing the community. You know, here's here's where we're at now. And so that's what I'm excited about getting to uh, for the organization. We're getting some good feedback from our partners, and we're, we're seeing what we're doing. But I want to see what that looks like big picture. I want to see how that community is actually transformed and what does it mean for the country. You know, how do we move from province to province and expand what we're doing? And I think that's what's coming for us is doing that for ourselves, but also communicating that back to the donors. Because the more we do that, the more excited they're going to be and the better, you know, we're going to be able to go and expand what we're doing. And, you know, our vision long-term here is we want to transform this country. We want to stop trafficking from happening uh, border to border. That is absolutely the perfect lead into our next question. I'm sure there are some people who are already supporting a missionary or a ministry financially and in prayer, but maybe they want to do more. If somebody really wanted to level up their game, what's one thing they could do to provide additional encouragement or support? There's a couple things. I think one huge help is to to help us network. Um, you know, everybody has a sphere of influence, and they have people that they know. And we need we need to expand our network. We need to expand and the people who know about what we're doing. Um, yeah, everybody's passionate about different things. Some people want to work on clean water and some people want to work on education. And I think the beautiful thing about what we're doing is that in order to stop trafficking, we've got to do all those things. We've got to address the needs of the community. So that holistic community development piece is there. And so I think that's what's great about Freedom's Promise is there's something for everybody. You know, whatever you're passionate about, there's something that we're doing that's going to, you know, be a trigger for that. But ultimately, we need we need more people to know about what we're doing and be involved. And so as people become aware of Freedom's Promise, there's ways to host, you know, a function or talk about what we're doing and, and get people interested. I think another thing that's helpful for um, particularly us, because we're not just fighting against sin, we're fighting against a principality. Um, and we need we need intense prayer, and I and I I think more than just your standard prayer, but um, for those who are really prayer warriors or know people who are, you know, developing little 
prayer groups that can really engage with us and, uh, you know, we can put out information about what it is we're working on and they can be in prayer for that. But I think particularly for our families, uh, because we've, we've suffered a lot of attack over the years and it's because of what we're doing and how impactful it is. So for those of you out there who are prayer warriors, you might've just heard your call to action. Freedom's Promise and other ministries like this need focused, intense prayers around what they're doing because what they're doing matters. And with that, Amber, it is time for us to transition to our speed round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us quickly with short and amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> I, can sure, I can sure try. What is one thing you wish you would have known before you started out? I wish I would have known how to lead in the small things. Um, I think, you know, Leadership is so important and, and getting people to be passionate about the little things and how they fit into the big picture. I wish I'd known how to do that better. What's the best advice you've ever received? You know, I had a hard time with that question because I can't think of anything that that's really stuck out for me um, until recently, uh, which is kind of silly, but on The Voice, there's a young cowboy that's on there right now, and he said something that, that really impacted me. Um, he said his dad taught he and his brother how to look a man in the eye and shake his hand and, and mean what he says. And I just like that because I think we've lost so much integrity today, especially in our youth. And you know, to look somebody in the eye and say what you mean to me what you say is important. What's one meaningful thing that someone did to encourage, support, or help you? Uh, I think the sabbatical that the board gave me is the biggest thing, is the biggest gift that I've been given. Um, to have people love me so much that, you know, one, they were willing to follow me in the first place, and two, they loved me enough to see the need that I had for rest and, and provide that and then and carry on my vision forward has been a beautiful blessing to me. Can you share one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? I don't know if it's so much a habit, but I think what's made me the most successful with Freedom's Promise is uh, that I, it's ne it's never belonged to me, and I've been very I've tried to tried so much to be hands off with it and not push any of my agendas forward, but constantly be remembering that this is the Lord's. And I know that's not necessarily a habit, but I think that's what's kept me so successful with Freedom's Promise is that I'm a steward of it and. It's the Lord's. Do you have an internet resource that you use and can share with our listeners? Uh, I don't necessarily have an internet resource. I love Gateway Bible. Um, I like being able to research on that. Um, I actually pop from different things trying to stay organized. And the, the latest thing I've been using is I made a little dry erase board, which I know is not technical and not really what you want to hear. But I like to be able to see I'm old school. I want to write things down and see them. And so I've created a kind of a day of the week. And here's what I need to get done on what day. And I can use my little dry erase board and reset it each week. Very nice. Dry erase board has been something I've been considering as well. Not exactly all that technical, but... <laughs> You know, for the internet nerd, uh, I'm still thinking about it. Well, when you only have so many screens, it's nice to have something right there in front of you when you can still use your computer. So what is one book that you would recommend to our listeners? For those who like fiction, I would recommend anything that Bodie and Brock Taney write. Um, they write some beautiful fiction. Uh, Jesus has come to live, alive to me so much through, through their books. I absolutely love them. Now, this last one's a little bit tricky, so you may want to take a minute and think about it and then come back us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new country where you knew nobody. You still have all your experience and knowledge, your family's there with you, and your food and shelter are covered, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What do you do in the next seven days? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought about this, and 
I've been, I've been running so hard that, um, I honestly thought if I had food and shelter taken care of, and I had a computer and $500, I think I might just take a mini vacation. (laughs) I think I might just stop and rest. Um, but, and I know that's probably not what you're looking for, but that was what came to mind. You know, you're not the first person to say that maybe rest is in order. Now, Amber, we're almost done. Will you share with us one last piece of advice and, any, and the best way for us to get in touch with you? Then we'll say goodbye. I would say my advice twofold. One is don't be afraid to fail. I think so many times we stop ourselves because we're afraid to try something or look silly. And, uh, uh, you know, God does amazing things when we're willing to just step out in faith. And that's the second piece, which is don't be afraid to follow God. Um, you don't have to know how to do something. You don't know how, you know, have to have the right skill set. You just have to be willing to say yes and take a step um, because he'll do everything else. He will equip you. He will take care of you. And then he will get all the glory. Just to plug in with Freedom's Promise, our website, we just launched a beautiful new website. It's www.freedomspromise.org. And it's got all the information you need on how to plug in and what we're doing. Uh, there's a blog there where I write blog posts and, um, and you can plug in as a volunteer or an intern. That website, as well as all the resources we've talked about, will definitely be linked up for everybody at engagingmissions.com slash Amber Barron. Now, Amber, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your time and your generosity. That ends our time with Amber Barron of Freedom's Promise. If you resonated with what she was sharing, make sure that you check out the show notes page at engagingmissions.com slash Amber Barron or slash 11 if that's a little bit easier. You'll find links to her website as well as all of the resources that she's talked about in today's episode. Again, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Amber for taking the time to meet with us today. I'd also like to mention that we now have a free download available on the website. It's a one-page summary of insights, encouragement, and quotes from our first 10 interviews. If you go to engagingmissions.com free, you can get that for no charge. That's engagingmissions.com free. If you're looking for a way to ease into involvement in foreign missions, you might consider sponsoring a child through Compassion International. While the financial commitment is small, it is very meaningful. And you'll also have the opportunity to pray for a specific child every day, to write and receive letters, and to learn more about the culture that your sponsored child lives in. My wife and I sponsor a child through Compassion, and it's been great for us. I'm really looking forward to the day that our children can understand what we're doing so that they can carry God's compassion for others in their hearts. Visit engagingmissions.com compassion to find out more. This has been the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Thanks so much for listening. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.